Turned On with Sue and John is brought to you by Eden Fantasies. Ready for a little undercover fun? With Connection, you are always on a secret spy mission for the most intense orgasm that will not be detected by anyone. This is more than a vibrator. It's your partner in crime for a sneaky escapade or a third accomplice when you're doing the nasty with your partner. Get yours at EdenFantasies.com slash Turned On or click their banner at TurnedOnPodcast.com. This is the podcast for passionate, sex-positive, and pervy people. Entertaining and informative discussions about the latest in sex and sexuality. From ethical non-monogamy to kink to dating and romance and everything in between. She is legendary syndicated talk show host and sex therapist, Sue McGarvey. He is notoriously naughty international radio host, John the Milkman Milky. This is Turned On with Sue and John. It is the fastest growing sex podcast on the planet. It is Turned On with Sue and John. The Milkman, John Milky, she is Sue McGarvey. We met years ago doing the radio thing, and here we are um, not doing the radio thing, doing the podcast thing, which is even better because we can say dirty words and stuff. Yes. Yes. I used to thunder into the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation and and all of the uh, CRTC and get all kinds of bad letters because I was not allowed to say, you know, words on the, on the, you know, on the air. You couldn't say, you could say cock in those days. Like you had to say penis. So well, it's so I, much more fun when we can do all the crazy bad words. The ironic thing is we have this thing called the internet now. And the minute we try and promote the show on social media, <laughs> the yeah, language, we use, like your coffee with Sue. It's, anyway, on and on and on. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to follow me on FetLife, I gave my handle out last week in a very brave moment. So why not go two for two uh, on FetLife.com. I am mega hertz. I have a very benign sex with Sue, which I rarely check, but I want everybody to be my friend. So I will, I promise I will check it this week. Well, I'm your friend, gosh golly. And what do you say? You and me, friend, we move things forward and talk about these Tempedic mattresses, which are all the rage, but apparently are really bad for your sex life. They are. Apparently the reviews are like, they're great for sleep, really epically bad for sex. They don't move. They don't tend to, they don't, they, you can't do, there's no, there's no real cushion for your push in here. You get, you know, you get this nice back thing and either you sink and it doesn't work. It's like, it's like sex on a waterbed, right? <laughs> I don't know if you did that. I never did. Always, I always wanted to, but waterbeds, did? yeah, waterbeds were gone uh, by the time I was old enough to have yeah, sex. Yeah, I, I knew a lot of people. I remember in my twenties, the God, I'm dating myself, that waterbeds were a thing. And, you know, I think it was how many them leaked and, uh, you know, damaged your whole house and tough to keep your balance well. right when things are moving like the ocean apparently the temper you know mattresses are also that i think okay. they need to add a new line the you know the sex one right somehow they do that so if you're like looking, what, little, little, little stirrups for, built into the side of it or yeah handles yeah handles. if you are <laughs> if you're in the market for a mattress and you go oh these are feel super comfortable you need to sort of, you know, how you know how everybody's fantasy. Well, I think that would be a fantasy of mine, having sex in the showroom with the mattress people. Yeah, wouldn't that be good? I know That's people have. Hot. Isn't it? If yeah. you have a kinky confessional about that, please and you want to share it, I think that would be so much fun. Oh yes, yeah. as much detail as possible too, so we can read every <laughs> single sexy word from that. The kinky confessional, you can find that on our website. It's turnedonpodcast.com. 
Turned On with Sue and John. Next up, what men think about during sex. <laughs> I'm listening. Okay. So there was an, again, there was an article and they talked about what men actually think about during sex. And yes, they think about old, old past lovers, new lovers, the girl in the, in the you know grocery store lineup, um, sort of ideal secret fantasies, fetishes, all of those things. Okay. But really, they have top turn-ons. They want to feel desired. They want their partner to want them. They want expressions of, of, oh my God, I really want you. That is topping the list. And certainly as a sex therapist, I see that with guys across the board. It's, we want it. They want to feel desired. They want to feel like they are, you know, their partner is really turned on by them. When you think about all the things that tick the boxes for most guys, right? The stereotypical things Mm -hmm. that turn guys on in porn, when she turns to the camera and she's like, fuck me harder, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's dramatic and it's over the top and it's not exactly in everybody's comfort zone to do, but yep, guys are very visually stimulated and that's the kind of thing that's going to get us going. And they really want, you know, they want a judgment-free zone. They want to feel mm-hmm. wanted. They want unexpected sex opportunities. <laughs> you know, bring your friend home. Yeah, please do that. Or, uh, uh, you know, you know, bring wake me up in the middle of the night and say, I need you now. I just had a sex dream about you. Get on me. Um, wishing you used your hands more. Hmm. That was came up as a top thing, like more hand play, more more initiate just more sex and yeah. more initiating of sex yeah. yep want to try sort of those random porn star tricks that you have said right they're go. watching porn and they go how can we not try this i want to think about this and go how do i ini- say i'd like you to you know pretend you're a porn star and do some of these things that i've seen in the porn star videos they want to feel manly and they want you to be pleased they want you to you know, be yep. super satisfied. Yep. All of those things, what men are thinking about, and some of them are going, please don't lose my erection. Please don't lose my erection. And if you do that, your brain can't hear and process don't, or at least your subconscious mind can. So guess what? You lose your erection. So focus on her pleasure rather than you not losing it, or don't come too fast. Don't come too fast. Again, your brain doesn't hear don't and uh, go with that. So think about pleasure. Think about all kinds of pleasure. And if you can, use your words and tell your partner. Hopefully they are a safe, no judgment place. Turned On with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. We're diving into the world of sexting next and how to sext better. Yes, we are. And I did a workshop. And I'm not a particularly, you know, great. I have sexed and I like it and I certainly like receiving it, but it wasn't my expertise, but I found somebody who was a rock star at it. And it was, oh my, it was one of my favorite all time duckling sex ed. We do sex ed connect kind of activities and oh, it was hot. But here's what you need to know about sexing. Number one is consent. You know, you need to pick your time and place. You know, you're not getting into, you're not all stressed about a meeting and then get this in your, you know, <laughs> yeah, is that Billy Crystal? It was the, it was the phone sex, right? He's in a meeting and, you know, put my wife through and she starts. Right. With, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, you um, gotta be, you gotta be careful when you send a sext because you never know who's around when the recipient receives it. Right. Like if, right, it, if the phone's sitting right. on the kitchen counter and <laughs> she's at yeah. mom and dad's house or something. Oh. 
Yeah, or or you have one of those phones. I have a friend who has her phone read her things. What? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, that's oh, living yes. dangerously. It so is. Oh. It so is. She's obviously way more vanilla than I am, so that, that would not be a thing. <laughs> um, first message can be coy. While sparking your partner's interest, making them think about you or an experience you had in the past. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you want to get some examples like, I'm lying in bed and can't stop thinking about you. Uh, I can't stop imagining what we did the other night. Or ask your partner questions like, what would you do if you were here right now? What is your favorite part about the other night? You know, tell them what you're wearing, right? I want to wish I was naked. Compliment your partner to show you're really paying attention to them. Some examples are, I love the way you look at me when I can't stop thinking about that time when you said, I love your voice when you say to me. Mm. Uh, Another tip was to use your partner's actual name as opposed to a pet name. (laughs) You know, don't call them Pookie, right? (laughs) Never call them Pookie. Pookie, Oh my God. You might be surprised how hot it is to be called by your real name in a spicy context. Oh yeah. I actually, I actually prefer the pet names because it's only my partner that calls everybody. Everybody calls me Sue. Every, you know. So I'm thinking, if you call me something else, at least you'll get my attention. Or <laughs> if you really want to piss me off, use my full name, right? Call me Susan, and then only my mother calls me Susan. Well, I mean, that, only when you've that's, been a that's very a safe word. If you ever uh, call me Susan, oh no, that something is seriously up. I was about to say, <laughs> I, I thought we only used the full name when you were a very, very, very bad girl, Sue. Yeah, yeah, Susan, then it's Susan Catherine. Yeah. Jane, right? yes. uh-huh. get creative think about new things and those eden fantasy app controlling sex toys we've been talking about them one that you know that the vibrating panty one Ow. that's great as you sext and especially as your partner can control it from a distance love those ideas oh yeah you can start you you can actually start things in motion i didn't even think of that mm-hmm. best of both worlds thank you eden fantasies Turned on with Sue and John. Coming up in moments, we're off to the kinky confessional. I think that's probably our favorite thing on the podcast and certainly the thing that gets most listener reactions. So if you've got something you'd like to scream from the rooftops, but you just can't, well, you can here on Turned On with Sue and John. Head to turnedonpodcast.com. There's no phone number required, no email address required, nothing. You just type whatever it is, whether it's a fantasy or someone you're thinking about or something you crave. It's a kinky confession. Turnedonpodcast.com. We'll get to that in just a moment. Right now, over one-third of people over the age of 70, they're still doing it. Yeah. I, I'm excited about how, you know, I want to be 95 and still getting it on. Yeah. Preferably like, preferably like share with a 27-year-old. Well, it's <laughs> I good know, to have right? goals. We talked about that. We talked about that whole thing with Cougars in the uh, an upcoming show. I guess it was two shows ago, so have a listen. But It turns out that there was a new survey at the University of Liege in Belgium that just, and and I don't know if these are just the French-Belgian people. I was in Belgium and France, and honestly, best chocolate and beer I've ever had, and I put on, I think, 10 pounds just that week. Worth it. But honestly, honestly, sexy people. Everybody's like, the French women, man, they just just still dress. You You think it's a stereotype? No, they're all really styling. And it's a different attitude, too, isn't it? It's It's a a very very forward-thinking, comfortable attitude. Yes, they Mm. can, you know, so it was, her and her colleagues were interested in the sexual activity of older people and how this relates to their well-being. 
they they interviewed a bunch of people who lived in Belgium and were 70 or over 70, like almost a thousand of the participants. 200 were in their 80s and 29 were in their 90s. Turns out that over a third of the people over 70, like across the board, including the ones in their 90s, were still doing it. And again, they talked about making time for sex, scheduling sex. I'm liking these new, um, you know, for guys, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with boner pills. And there's nothing wrong with all kinds of things. I like the Promucent Vitaflux, the one that sort of keeps you lubricated and open. Right. I do like, I love the idea of the new hydro pumps that keep that are a penis exerciser. I really want to see some, I want to do a study on that. Hey, if you are interested, I bet you I could get some pumps and give them out to people. You, I don't know how many you need in order to make it a valid study. Probably a hundred. I'll try one. And, yeah. And get everybody a new pump, a hydro pump and give it and see. Oh, sure. gonna, oh, I'm going to write the company and say, hey, we want to do a study. And you have to figure out over the next, you know, six months is our, you know, sort of we'll do a questionnaire before and after. Is your penis stronger? Can you, you know, it's, it's putting a wet face cloth over your erection and moving it up and down. Can we increase the, the fitness of our, our dicks and take us into old age and I'll get the lube for the women and we are we are cooking with gas that's what I want to do right I think we should anybody want to I'm down anybody want to you need to you know what you need to do you need to join our newsletter list there which is not as robust as I'd like it to be but turned on podcast.com fill it out and it may be a $200 pump in your future if you fill out a questionnaire for me maybe I need to make our newsletter link a little more obvious I will do that turned on podcast.com This is Turned On with Sue and John. Fellow parishioners, we find ourselves once again at the Kinky Confessional, your safe space to confess and tell the world anything and everything that excites you. There's no phone number required. There's no login, no password, no nothing. It's just a blank space where you can say to the world, This excites me. All right. From the kinky confessional this week, someone is having big time fantasies. Sue, this is right up your alley about alien sex. I love alien sex. Everybody knows I love alien sex. Everybody knows I want to uh, have sex in space. Yes. Now, the alien sex thing I happen to know is a very, very, very big fantasy to the point where there are a number of sex toy manufacturers who have even come out with like alien-inspired dildos. In fact, our friends at Eden Fantasies, I'm on their website right now, have what is called the Alien Fantasy Dildo. It is big. It is purple. It has a suction cup, so it ain't going anywhere when you really get going with your alien friend. And it retails for $59.99 with free shipping. So there you go. If you want to click on EdenFantasies.com or just click their banner on our website, um, you can have a little bit of that alien fantasy. Yeah. And if, you know, and if you're looking for, I know if you go on Pornhub or X Hamster or one of the Pornhubs, they have a whole pile. They have a whole subcategory about it. Oh, yeah. And I love the cartoon ones because, you know, you get some weird alien monster and some tiny fairy. You With know, like six like, dicks and... Oh yeah, yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> or he or he comes and there's like there's like a gallon like she's spray washed or something you know something really out there yeah. 
But it's it's such and I you look at the numbers of the people looking at it and it they're huge, right? So yeah, alien sex, come on. I right up my alley because I want to have sex in space, but still <laughs> I, I still want to stu- I want to study sex in space. They should hire me. Did I say that? Every week I say that. Every opportunity you get, you say it. <laughs> All right, so you're not alone in the alien sexing. Again, Eden Fantasies, fantasy, uh slash dildos will take you right there. All right. Also, from the kinky confessional this week, um, pretty hot, steamy letter. I am a bisexual female, and I work for the most stunningly gorgeous woman. She is always perfectly made up. The lips, the eyeshadow, everything in place. She's dressed in unbelievable clothes. She ticks the box of what is considered sexy. The heels, the garters, the stockings, the way she carries herself. Every man in my office, I'm sure, has fantasies about her. The truth is, so do I. And I need the world to know, OMFG, I want to have sex with my boss. If she showed up wearing a strap-on tomorrow, I would be on my knees taking it all in. Well... Well, 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 well. We love those kind of kinky confessions, please. I like the details. Absolutely. Certainly makes my job a lot more fun. Yeah, my my best friend is, is, you know, like she's a big time. She's got a very big job. And, you know, I don't know how many people she has working for her. And she's, you know, her she always has her nails done. And she's got these great shoes. And she's super feminine. And I know, you know, I've seen her at events and I've seen guys look at the, you know, the pantyhose lined up. I, on the other hand, look like Kermit the Frog because I'm in the green and my hair's all crazy and I'm, my hair's <laughs> in the air. But, uh, but she does my nails, so my nails are always great. Anyway, I think it's super hot that everybody has these fantasies. And it, I don't know, I think it makes coming to work a little more fun. And you're allowed to have a secret crush on your boss. As long as it stays secret. Yeah, never had a crush on a boss. I always worked for men, but I certainly remember some teachers that uh, yeah had the French (laughs) seams and introduced me to high heels. And yeah, (sighs) I had to be really careful as a therapist to make sure I wasn't. You know, I wanted to be professional and and but not overly sexual. Like it was, it caused. I I had a whole line of guys I was seeing for foot fetishes, and I had to be really careful what I was wearing on my feet. And in the summer, I like to kick off my sandals and go bare feet. That was a problem. That I learned really quickly. That is a problem in therapy. That's why I dress like the bum that I am in sweatpants and a football shirt. I just I need to keep the the sexy people at bay. The sexy the women at bay. Yes, you understand. Of course, I do. And some of the men. Thanks for tuning in and getting turned on with Sue and John. February is dry February. That is a cancer campaign, but dry January is underway. And you want to talk about how alcohol actually affects our sex life. And you've got some alternatives uh, for those who really hate sober sex. And it's been a thing in my practice over the years, especially people who, you know, smoke weed all through, you know, their high school, university and really had never had sober sex. And they were like, Sue, my head's in this. I'm worried about everything. I can't get an erection. And ah!" And I and they're like they wanted to stop smoking for health and they found themselves too dependent. You know, so one of the alternatives is especially if you're drinking a lot and it's hard on your liver is to go with a slight amount of THC, but even the CBD helps for people who just need to zone out a little bit. But for people who are having trouble with the sober January, you may find you're a little more dependent on alcohol and use it as a way to feel less sexually inhibited. 
So this was a Canadian study at Adele University where my daughter went and they said that they demonstrated people who drank uh, had a demonstrable 4% decrease in anxiety for every alcohol drink consumed over two hours. Hmm. So you drink three times, that's 12% decrease in anxiety. That's a thing. And sexual anxiety is the number one thing I treat for men. Manifest says, you know, erection issues or premature ejaculation, et cetera. It dehydrates you. So you're not going to produce as much semen for men and you are dry for women. So break out the coconut oil. It's a depressant on the central nervous system and increasing inhibitory activity of a neurotransmitter that slows down brain activity. So it produces a general calm and sedating effect. But if you want crazy wild monkey sex, give it to me, big boy. You're not going to get that. And it affects nerve function and it leads to a reduced sexual stimulation. So it's, it's a drag that it's, you know, it's, it's a fun thing to have, right. but it negatively impacts your sexual functioning. So what you want to the edge off, is, but there's a trade off to that. Obviously there are some great supplements, okay. like great supplements. And so my buddy, Mike Bade at the fit shop. So the fit shop.ca, he, you know, I can never keep track of all the testosterone based herbs that he's got, but there's one that is taking the rage that's a libido one really helps with you know it's 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 got maca and horny goat weed which is all really good for you you know ashwagandha and different supplements that help you get in the zone without feeling like you've got to slam a few back so certainly if you're on dry january and you're trying to protect your liver good for you you may want to go and try that. There's a there's a whole thing about, you know, there's it's hard to keep track of them, but Google them all. And depending on how you're regulated, depends on what are available. So I don't want to give out brand names. You know, you can certainly right. send a note to my guy, Mike, at uh, thefitshop.ca. He is was one of the strongest men in the world. And tell him I sent you. And he will give you some time and, and tell you, give him the symptoms and let him figure out which one is the best for you. They're a, they're a great product and they have a number of really cool things or, you know, wander into your Popeye supplement or your, any, your NutriCam or any of the places near you and go, I'm having a dry. What can you do for desire? And uh, I think everybody needs to try some alternatives before they uh, bring, you know, before they finish off another bottle of wine. I am so inexperienced as it pertains to things like THC and gummies, etc. Um, I had a conversation just the other night with a friend of mine who uh, knows that I have a lot of anxiety, just generally speaking, um, and suggested that um, some mushrooms may be something for me. Um, what would, you know, what kind of impact were, or, or effect would doing well, mushrooms? I, I had the lion's mane mushrooms in my coffee this morning because it's about health and clear thinking. And I'm, I'm a big believer. Like I, I'm careful about medications, but I'm really open to trying supplements and, and making <laughs> myself better. But the, uh, yeah, the psilocybin, the microdosing, it's not something I, you know, I've done once and I really want to find, there's a great book. And if you write me, Sue at sexwithsue.com, I'll send it to you. It's called Change Your Mind. It's Michael Pollan's book about, about you know, my magic mushrooms and what happened. Okay. And the first third is, you know, the history of it, you know, and the, and the 60s, 70s and what they were doing for treating anxiety, depression, schizophrenia, alcoholism. 
The next bit is what he tried, including like toad venom and all kinds of crazy stuff. And the last third is, you know, how this can impact where it's going. And it's a hard book to get through in some ways, but it is, it's fascinating, fascinating. So I think we're going to be hearing way more about it and uh, microdosing. And if I can find you a right microdosing mushroom people, if somebody's out there, send us a note. We will, uh, maybe you and I can... Uh, <laughs> We can do a high show. Who knows? <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Okay, sure. Take one for the team. Why not? It is Turned On with Sue and John. TurnedOnPodcast.com is our website. This is Turned On with Sue and John. Your letters, your questions to Sue through our website, turnedonpodcast.com or sue at sexwithsue.com. And you've got a letter from someone uh, asking how they can make their vagina tighter, Sue. Yeah. You know, in the good housekeeping, they had a they had a tip in like the 70s where you use preparation H oh. to shrink. I know, right? Don't do that. Please. Don't yes. Do that. No. Yes. No. So there are ways to do it on your own and there are ways to do it medically, et cetera. And sometimes women think that the vagina is really loose and it's not, you know, I gave birth to a 10 pound small calf baby boy and, you know, spent a bunch of time afterwards really working on those Kegels. So let's practice the Kegels, which are the muscles, the PC muscle that tightens the pelvic and, and tightens up the vagina. And if you're really worried about it, go see a pelvic physiotherapist. They're covered by your benefits. They're great. I spend, I must, you know, anybody who has pain around sex, I send them to pelvic physiotherapy and they can really help with vaginal tightening. So I worked with one right after Carolyn got me going and it's pretend you're peeing all over whatever you're sitting on and then let's squeeze. Let's do it together. We're doing it together and then let's practice and you can move it as an elevator up and down. I do it when I hit red lights. I, it's, I'm now triggered to remind myself to start squeezing there. And, you know, those are the women that can throw ping pong balls. <laughs> you know, the ones that, that the strippers that can do that, right? Priscilla, queen of the desert, who could forget that scene? Apparently, it's been a while since I've been to a strip club. I need to well, find my way back. I know. Or, or go see Priscilla. There's a whole scene with the Filipino <laughs> stripper who throws ping pong balls with her vagina. But you can do that. You can strengthen. The Benoit balls that were made famous on Fifty Shades, right? You can get, to, you know, you can get silicone ones. You can get, and they have one. And if you want to really want to see it about vaginal tightening, check out um, Vagina Kung Fu. Oh, 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 she she carries a surfboard with her vagina. Like you can carry. She got like there's this one woman in in Russia who has like a, I don't know. She's got one of those kettle bells, and you're just like. Holy shit! I can't believe you can do that. So what has she got? Like like clamps or something on the lips to to no, do this? Or? No, 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 no. She has a ball attached to a string, at, clipped onto the the surfboard. The balls. So the balls in inside in her vagina. And she uses enough muscle tone to tighten it up. Holy I'm telling crap. you, like I know. So let's work on muscle tone first. If that doesn't work, and it's it's been damaged or there's been tissue damage. And, and the pelvic physiotherapist will be able to tell you that. You know, I like them better than gynecologists for a first initial thing, mainly about muscle. If you've been stretched out, they can do like a, like you've been torn from stem to stern, usually during childbirth. They can do a stitch or two to tighten things back up. It it's, tends to be, your vagina works, right? And if it doesn't, and it's really obvious that you can't, go get some help. If not, 
Let's practice being tighter. Just what I'm saying to guys. I want you, you know, to have sex until your 90s. Let's work on these, these penis pumps. Let's get better at strengthening those muscles. And everybody can do it. Turned on with Sue and John. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and BlastTheRadio.com. Lastly, on this edition of Turned On with Sue and John, you've got some new sex slang for 2024. I'm so excited about it. I Things I didn't know. Come on. I'm not a millennial anymore, so I, I try to have to ask people who are. I discover I this every day with another show that I do with a co-host who's literally half my age. And the things that she brings up, I'm like, where are you getting this from? I know. Well, I have two working for me now who are who are like they're super smart, cool, young women. And I'm like, huh? Right. What are you talking about, huh? Which was you know? us back in the day. I know. I know. So I'm feeling old, but we'll go there. So <laughs> sex trends rising in popularity for 2024. All right. Something called gooning. It's up by almost 800 percent. Generally refers to a state of arousal or heightened pleasure from sensory overload through erotic hypnosis, blindfolding your partner, or even even the breathing techniques that can take you into the zone that the magic mushrooms or the, you know, the alcohol can do. So apparently cutting off one of the senses, such as vision, will send the others into overdrive, up, upping your pleasure and chance of orgasm. I saw it last Saturday night. We did mystery speed dating. And Anna Banana, who runs my speed dating events, blindfolded all the guys. And they said they initially felt emasculated, but the women were more likely to touch them and hold their hand. They were more likely to use their voice in a sensuous way. And it was wild. It was like the most successful speed dating I've ever seen. And the guys were all blindfolded. It was so cool. I had two who couldn't handle it. It was Mm. really interesting because it's far more intimate a thing than if you're just looking and talking at a distance. It was it was interesting to watch that happen, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. So break out the blindfolds, everybody, and think about erotic hypnosis. Number two, femboy, up over 500%, a popular Gen Z slang, or Zed if you are uh, so, say, say it again, femboy or them? Fem, fem, F-E-M, femboy. Femboy, okay. Word for you, a young male who displays traditional female characteristics, part of a move towards gender fluidity. Right. And has been very much embraced. Now, would that be would that be someone who is more inclined to be trans, or someone who's a crossdresser, or just who has or, or effeminate- I, I, you know I think I would have called my dad one who has a you know who has a man person you know is very metrosexual metro. I think it was the term back in the day metrosexual right. but they're calling them femboys okay. okay so trend thirst trap which is posting those sexy bikini shots on social media just to attract attention and for validation right it's the clickbait it's just to say i want to look pretty and show me pictures and, and that's, yeah that's why i post myself in a bikini exactly <laughs> absolutely right Ruffle? Thruple is a thing. We, yes, we it is. It. It's an ethical love triangle where three individuals are in a consensual partnership. Otherwise, a quad is four or polycule is more than four. And edging. You know about edging. You want to define edging for me, baby? It is taking you to the point of climax, but not allowing you to completely let it all go. It just takes you to the brink and then it stops and it's evil and it's cruel. And I've had dominatrixes do it to me and it's wonderful. Right. Or you want to do it to yourself through masturbation, prolonged sexual pleasure or combat premature ejaculation. Um, this, this Shibari, which is up, which has been around for a while. And, and even old people like us, we know about that, which is a form of Japanese rope bondage yep. involves intricate and beautiful patterns. 
something called, um, you know, the, the OWO, which is an emotion and, and it's, it's basically an emoji representing the surprised or curious facial expression. Think of it as a big O with eyes and the W as a mouth. So it goes back to what we did with Eden Fantasies with the cu- no Right, nothing, okay. Right? Everybody sees these big O's. So, uh-huh. Uh, cottaging, engaging in risky liaison in public toilets or secluded outside areas. Not interested in the public toilet. Ooh, I've seen, yeah, I've seen them. We have a place around that was big for gay sex in the 90s and ew, it was so grungy. You could yeah, smell do, do, do a little reading up hall. on George Michael and how he ended up in trouble with some public washroom uh, experimentation. Yeah. yeah, the washroom thing, I don't get. I, I under, Listen, I know there's a lot of people out there who like public spaces. I get really nervous. I'm not good at that. I wish I could overcome that because I love the idea of like a beach or a forest or somewhere. Public bathroom though? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah I know. Last one is sploshing. Popularized on TikTok, it's a food kink derived from people getting pleasure from the feeling of having food applied to their naked skin. Mm. Right? You know, it's more from Samantha from Sex in the City, whole new meaning of dining in style when she covered herself in sushi to have, you know, I've done that in an event too. I had naked women as food trays. Yeah. Yeah, some of my crazy events, right? It was it was actually far more PG than you think, but uh, there were a few people who really, that was their thing, right? So splooshing it is. I didn't know there was an actual term for it, and it's up for 2024. Thanks for tuning in and getting turned on with Sue and John. New episodes every week. To get in touch, find us online at turnedonpodcast.com. Until next time, stay naughty.